Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Edgeguard, the podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Blake, uh, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jordan. Hello. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, pretty well. Yeah? You know? Ready ready to talk about Tony Hawk's existential nightmare, dude? I have so many thoughts. Yeah, I actually do have quite a few <laughs> thoughts on this one. This game, this game's a hell of a ride, so, so this week we uh-huh, played... a hell of a ride. Skating? Okay. That's not even what I meant, but okay. <laughs> uh, this week we played Tony Hawk's Existential Nightmare, which is a... Uh, God, I don't even know how to describe this game. It's a... Uh, narrative sort of, rhythm game. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess it's sort of a narrative rhythm game uh, <laughs> about... Based on a tweet, which is kind of funny, uh, and it's like about a fictionalized version of Tony Hawk... Uh, selling his soul to Activision. <laughs> um, I guess maybe I shouldn't spoil it right away, but it's too late. I already have. Uh, anyway, it, this game is, uh, I guess before we get too far uh, into discussion about this game, this game is uh, weird and uh, very funny, uh, sometimes intentionally, maybe always intentionally. I'm not sure if it was always intending to be funny. Well, I think it's always intending to be funny. I don't know uh-huh. if everything it says was like intended to be a joke. Right. I think they're, they basically put on their like, like, how seriously can we take this meme hat? And so naturally, uh-huh. like every moment of it is going to be have the potential to be funny, even when gotcha. they're not like, you know, yeah. trying to crack a joke. Yeah. Anyway, it's an extremely uh, weird and uh, I would say uh, unique experience. I don't think there are many other games out there like it. I certainly haven't played them. So I think it's worth it just for that to, to go in uh, somewhat blind and, and uh, play it for yourself. So uh, if you've got 30 minutes to spare, uh, the game is free on itch. Uh, you can find it probably just by Googling Tony Hawk's ex- existential yeah. nightmare. It's by uh, black, black vein productions, mm-hmm. um, which is Matthew ventures and Scott Mulligan. Uh, and it was allegedly made in about a week, which is pretty impressive considering there's, you know, 30 minutes worth of game here and quite a lot of, uh, features that you wouldn't normally see in a game that, you know, took a week to make like voice acting and, uh, songs and there's, it, this game's got quite <laughs> yeah. a bit going on. It is, um, it is <laughs> kind of remarkable. I did want to say just to your, uh, claim that this game is free on itch. Uh, the recommended price is $900. Yeah. Yeah, and you know why it's $900, don't you? Well, uh, yeah, but that's a spoiler, so... <laughs> it's not really a spoiler. I mean, Tony Hawk did the 900 in real life. <laughs> it's not a, a thing that uh, that was made up. A- yeah, in but any as, case, they, as they say in the reflections on the homepage of this game, uh, yeah. this Tony is not really Tony. He is, you know, he is an image, an icon that stands for someone who may or may not be the real Tony. And... Yeah. Uh, and so you don't know that this Tony does the 900. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess we, we, we never, we never, I guess I think it's implied that he doesn't, but let's not, let's not get too far into it yet. Uh, if a weird, goofy, kind of meme and yet oddly sincere yes, uh, game I, about fictional Tony sincere, Hawk. Definitely how I would describe this. Yeah, if, if that, if that uh, appeals to you, to go ahead and stop this and go play the game real quick and then come back and listen uh, because uh, we're going to, you know, talk all about it. So yeah, it's a narrative game. Uh, there, there can be no spoiler free section. It can't be done. No, it can't uh, be done. <laughs> uh, all right. So, uh, I guess with that, we can, we can get into where this game starts, which is, uh, 1980, a 12 year old Tony Hawk, 
Oh, did it say he's 12? Or do you just do the math? I guess you just I just did, did the math. He was born in 1968. I mean, yes, in real was. life. Although, I guess uh, to me, it was not uh, apparent to me for most of this game uh, how much it was based on uh, Tony Hawk's real life or perhaps even the uh, the creator's life. Um, you mentioned earlier a... Uh, sort of uh the reflections which is one of the options it's not if you go into like the the about section of the main menu there's like credits and then there's this reflections which is this sort of like personal like short it's not quite an essay just like a letter to the player basically yeah written in like (laughs) formatted in just like the most simple basic font and and comprising the entirety of the screen it's just like uh-huh. the, the text lines stretch across yeah. I don't know, something about even the formatting felt funny yeah and it's just this extremely it felt very sincere uh after having played the game i'm 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 like a little bit unsure if it was uh sincere or tongue-in-cheek and i suppose i'll never know um yeah. it felt sincere to me though uh, yes about, i definitely like, think it's supposed to sound sincere whether or not it it is 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 i think an unknowable and intentionally ambiguous uh uh question um the it so you and i both we talked about this beforehand we both Mm -hmm. read the uh about before playing it and it really colors the way you approach this game because you know Uh the game's based on a meme so right off the bat you're like okay so this is going to be goofy and whack but then Uh you read the the thing and it's like weirdly sincere talking about how uh tony tony's like (laughs) Uh, all the memes about people not thinking Tony Hawk is really Tony Hawk as like a parable for like not feeling like yourself and not feeling like you measure yeah. up to the image that people have of you. And it's like, wow, that's uh, or even or even losing sight of yourself because of that of yourself, image yeah. and of like your sort of fame and status as like a, a legend of yeah. uh, in in deifying someone in such a way uh, the person is becomes somewhat lost even to themselves. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, that's like, oh shit, a very right. heartfelt thought. <laughs> yeah, and then and then you get immediately thrust into the game where you have this uh just like ridiculous uh so like hmm, where to start? So there's not really any anim- animations in the game. The the characters uh don't specifically animate. They just sort of slide in and out of screens and often in intentionally silly ways. Like yes. the very first part where Tony is shown on a skateboard, he uh, emerges from the house already on a skateboard. He goes straight uh, down the sidewalk and just like directly, he doesn't jump over oh, yeah. uh, a pile oh, yeah. of garbage. He like, I don't know how to describe it. Just like goes r- like rolls over it in a very like unnatural, uh, extremely like janky video gamey way. Uh, <laughs> and so that immediately after reading oh. this like heartfelt thing about, you know what it means to become a legend and, uh, how much Tony Hawk meant to the the people that created this game, and then just to see that, I was like, "Wait a second. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the the movements, you know. So early on, you can kind of like wonder whether that is like uh, not intended to be funny. Like it's like you know it was made uh-huh. in seven days. Maybe they just had to work with what they had. But uh-huh. then increasingly, the character like movements become more and more ridiculous. Yeah. I I was laughing out loud when at his mom's movements. Yeah, when like she when like Tony flips Hawk around, sli- like flips around or slides into the, she'll like slide in in the room backwards, uh-huh. uh, which I just found like to be. Uh, there was something weirdly like, like characteristic about that. Like I feel like it really <laughs> made her character feel like oh sure from her sliding backwards. Like it's 
like uh-huh. checking on her son, you know, like kind of sure. sliding in uh-huh. to, to see how he feels. I don't know. Yeah. So like, there's, I, I like got, that. Read. They got a weird, a weirdly large amount of expression out of yeah. like such ridiculous uh, movements, which is maybe something that I, I'll be saying a lot throughout this, but I, I feel like that sort of captures one of the, the overarching uh, impressions I have of this game, which is where it's like, the, the sort of challenge that they set for themselves is like, what if we take uh, the emotions of this game, like uh, specifically the emotions of the characters, uh, uh-huh. completely straight faced, even if uh-huh. everything else is, you know, complete totally goofy shit. nonsense. Uh-huh. Um, it's like, what if the the like Tony's emotional struggle we take seriously and we make at least somewhat plausible, even as uh-huh. the rest of this is, you know, complete goofball. Uh yeah all stuff so yeah yeah i guess that 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 plays into the sincerity i was talking about earlier and that like although this game is presented uh largely as like a series of jokes and goofy musical numbers which we will get to um uh and sort of just like weird animation gags uh it, it does it does have some things to say and like you said it does present them uh sincerely um whether or not the uh, player can sort of uh, meet the game uh, with that since like meet the game in the middle on that sincerity is uh, maybe another, yeah. another story. But for me, <laughs> so I mean, you, to a certain level I was able, yeah, to a certain level I was able to connect. Actually, we haven't talked about it yet, but the, the game is like f- fully voice acted and yes. including uh, Tony Hawk actually being voiced by what must be a child uh, or a, a, a young teen, perhaps. Uh, but it's a person that definitely sounds like a kid and actually, you know, for, uh, you know, free video game, uh, the, the kid is not a bad actor. No, <laughs> I, I thought that I thought the kid was, uh, the best actor in the game. <laughs> Funny <laughs> yeah, enough. I, I would agree with that. Um, I, yeah, I thought that the, you know, they, they, they did all the voice acting very, I mean, it's the same thing where they did it very straight facedly, right? Like, uh-huh. no, like nobody. Well, I shouldn't say this. There were a few lines that were clearly like, you know, a, a laugh was repressed in order to deliver them. But uh-huh. um, but yeah, I felt like the voice acting, it, it somehow sounded like kind of good. Like, <laughs> yeah, I will say from an audio perspective, they definitely sounded like we recorded well, this on an iPhone in an echoey room. No, 100 percent. But the, the thing <laughs> it's like it's the same thing of this whole game, right? Where it's like uh-huh. where it's like the surface is, you know uh not very polished uh-huh. and kind of ridiculous like not yeah. very polished to the point of seeming funny uh, yeah whereas seeming inten- the, the, like the, the, seeming intentionally bad almost intentionally bad yeah whereas mm-hmm. the voice itself like the the voice actor is taking it semi-seriously yeah yeah for sure I'll, while they're using like this uh like faux 80s uh like california yeah like gnarly dialogue dude. yeah so gnarly radical what's the damage i'm sorry i s- said you were the l word meaning lame <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh it's interesting right i i mean <laughs> uh i think it i think it uh it comes off actually better than i at first i was like oh no because uh so we we mentioned you your character comes out of the house and hits the street and immediately uh, a song breaks out. Uh, and so this is where the, the rhythm game component comes in. Uh, so there's like little skateboard skateboards oriented 
uh, in each of like the four cardinal directions. And it's basically dance, dance revolution, but on your, uh, you know, keyboard arrow keys, uh, mm-hmm. while a, uh, like basically a song from a musical plays with uh the the actor who is acting as tony hawk uh singing in character a bunch of lyrics about wanting to be a famous skateboarder and becoming a Uh legend and all the while on screen you're uh you know tony is kind of like skating around doing a bunch of ridiculous thing and eventually taking off into the sky and flying around with a bunch of literal hawks Uh uh-huh uh although it's implied to be like a daydream right because then his dad tells him to stop skating and suddenly he's instantly on the ground again Um, well he falls to the ground though and also that he flies you know basically in every musical sequence in the game he starts flying so who knows well it's clearly supposed to be that you know skating makes you feel free because this is so his friend rodney uh the sort of like central like narrative arc is that uh. he, he, you know, the mechanics of this are not really explained, but he encounters the devil who introduces himself as Activision. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Tony makes a deal with Activision to become the greatest skater, and he has to abandon his friends and family to do so. And mm-hmm. the sort of, like, voice of, the voice of friend, the character who sort of, like, voices the friends and family, mm-hmm. I would say the most, is Rodney, his, uh, his yeah. childhood skating friend um who which is based who, on rodney mullen a real life pro skater who i don't oh, believe did knew tony hawk as a child but maybe he did i don't know um and uh and rodney is like the is always telling him stuff to the effect of like you know skating is just supposed to be about like feeling free uh, uh-huh. and so you know that's like that's what the flying is right like yeah sure I actually I'm I'm glad you mentioned the whole like element of like oh skating is about being free cuz I'm I'm curious have you ever uh seen the documentary uh Minding the Gap? No, but you've told me about it before. Yeah, it's it's, it's about, very good. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a documentary that it's like the the filmmaker was a skateboarder and basically he's always been the the guy who, you know, just makes skate edits of his buddies skating around. Uh but now they're all becoming adults. Uh, and you know dealing with the struggles of adulthood and so it's kind of like this this young man capturing all his friends sort of trying to cope with not being able to just skate around and be free Mm -hmm. anymore because they have to come to terms with being it's it's an it's a really really great movie uh and it I, i oddly enough as as like goofy and silly as this game is i thought it actually uh captured the a similar spirit and vibe that that uh that that movie did about you know the themes of sort of like skating being this sort of like taboo thing that people don't want you to do but all the skaters the you know the people that want to do it are just doing it as a way to be free and express themselves yeah Yeah, rodney Um, has that great line where he's like i forget what it is but you know it's about the you know he basically says art for art's sake but for uh skating like it's about it's about the you know just being being in the moment and doing it for its own sake uh, yeah. not for any other reason yeah um, which basically this game is like tony hawk sold out to become a legend and do the 900 which uh i guess we should make it clear that this this game isn't based on real tony hawk at all as far as no. <laughs> as far as i can tell it seems like yeah. not at all yeah in this game uh, tony hawk's father is a wheelchair bound ex skater who is trying to get tony not to skate none of which is true um 
Tony Hawk didn't yes. really make a deal with the devil, although, you know, presumably he did have to be licensed for the Activision game. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I, I think it's based on almost nothing of his real life. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely and all that was very silly. Although to me at the uh, at the time playing it's like, I don't know anything about Tony Hawk's personal life. Me really. <laughs> I this this could all be true. Uh, I was actually curious if any of it was like autobiographical of uh, one of the developers because I kind of I kind of got the sense that there was a little bit of like mm. uh, in that in that reflection thing we were talking about earlier. The um, uh, this was it was written by uh, Matthew Ventures by the way he wrote their reflection and I think he kind of uh, created the idea for the game and then uh, his collaborator uh, Scott Mulligan uh, kind of helped him realize that vision. Mm-hmm. Um, so he talked about like being a lifelong fan of skating and uh you know loving skating and idolizing tony hawk and i was kind of curious if like some of this might have and some of the story of this game might have come from like his actual life i don't don't know that's like totally speculation yeah i mean he Uh, does analogize tony hawk's position to his feelings about being a game developer so it could it could be like taken from his own life with like game development in place of skating or something like that oh interesting and actually Hmm. that was something i sort of wondered because there's this whole like narrative about being bullied for skating. And is that really a thing? Like being bullied for being a skater? I don't know. It definitely doesn't have the kind of like uh, tr- cliche trope that like uh, video games do, right? Like, oh, people bullied me for being into video games when I was a kid. Well, Whereas I, I don't think... know that that is something that has the, the same like. Uh, I think it might have been cultural cachet. Be... I think it might be more of a thing of like sort of uh, a stigma like culturally about like, oh, like cops hate skateboarders and parents don't want their kids. Yeah, skateboarding but they specifically talk about bullies when he's flying through the air with Rodney. Yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised. I feel like there was definitely like at least in my like middle school because I, I was in middle school kind of like skating was having a a, a, a little bit of a moment because like there was a Bam Margera TV show and a, like a lot of the jackass oh, sure. guys that were also pro skaters were like having their own TV show. So it was kind of this thing that like there was a certain perception that like, oh, the kids who like skating are kind of like, I don't know, maybe this is just specific to my high school, but it's like, oh, the kids who aren't that good at school or, uh, you know, have ADHD yeah, but it's not, or, it's you know, not, something yeah, like that. But um, it's a different so kind I, of like... It's like you're a loner or an outsider, not that you're like a nerd getting picked on. Well, I mean, you can be bullied for being a loner and an outsider. You don't just, I mean, I don't know. There's definitely bullying going on for kids who weren't just nerds. No, I, okay. Yes. (laughs) Um, yeah, well maybe that just was, I I feel like skating was cooler at my school. Uh, Oh yeah. Maybe that's a little bit of a regionalism. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, but I mean, that's immaterial. I think the the main thing is just that it's like, um, you know, wh- whether or not we believe that the the creators, you know, particular interests, whether skating, uh, game development, whatever they are, or the analog here, uh, uh-huh. the, the story is sort of like a, a, a archetypical, like, coming-of-age story, uh, you know, tr- like, growing up and just having your close friend, uh, feeling mm-hmm. like it's you against the world, um, and, uh, I, <laughs> the, so what did you think of the relationship between, uh, Rodney and Tony? Uh, I don't know how, how closely you were listening to the lyrics of their, uh, their buddy song. 
I, I was listening to the lyrics. They, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if I should be reading that as like, Oh, this is a, a move or a song about like, you know, uh, male, Oh God, what I just totally lost my train of thought. Like, you know, well, it's implied that, boys, that Rondi might have a, like a more than a friend crush on Tony. Well, so yeah, I guess that <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was like, Oh, uh, men can be tender with each other and say that they love each yeah. other and that's okay. Or if it was explicitly trying to be like, they, these boys might be uh, gay for each other. Isn't that funny? Which I was kind of like, I, I hope it's not that, <laughs> that second one, but there was definitely like some moments where they, they had, there were a few songs that had like similar uh, thing where they try and like have a rhyme where it's like implied that it's going to rhyme with something crass. And then they, they yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, pull the rug out Classic from you. And there's one that specifically is like, yeah, they set up a rhyme for like erection. It's like, Oh, when I'm around you, it's going to give me a, and then he just says like warm feeling in my heart or something. <laughs> so I wasn't sure if they were just like making kind of a joke and a little bit of poor taste, or if that was supposed to be <laughs> sincere at all. I, I, I didn't really get a, a straight ahead read and like throughout the rest of the game, they tell each other like, Oh, I love you, man. Uh, see you later. Uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know, I guess is, is the, is well, I the mean, question. it goes to the, I mean, I think that, this is a little bit of a cop out, but I feel like it works as an answer for every time we have this sort of ambiguous feeling about this game, which is uh -huh. the, the that ambiguity is the point, right? That just oh, th throughout sure. this game, it's like they they've set up every scene to be readable in both terms, right? Like mm. you can read it as either uh, a funny shit post, sh yeah, or either as a shit post or like tender and sincere. Uh, mm, and the the fact that it works on both levels is the point. Is, is like okay. the the yeah the tone of the game or something i guess i guess maybe for me that was a moment where it it didn't quite work on either level because yeah. i i couldn't i think i, I couldn't really decipher if it was just like poking fun at like i don't know in the way sort of like you know teenage boys can kind of be like oh it's funny to imply that people are gay because being gay is funny isn't it <laughs> it's like oh my god are you serious uh <laughs> Where or it could be read as like, oh, well, these characters actually had intimate feelings with each other. Rodney was more in tune with them. And part of Tony rejecting him and sort of like his dark turn is that he doesn't want to accept that part of himself. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just felt like the uh, I, I couldn't. I, I, didn't I mean, they, they definitely don't for, develop it. It's, yeah, you know, yeah. it, it it doesn't get any airtime other than I, I my interpretation. It felt like that it was one sided. Like Rodney, Rodney mm. has feelings that are more than uh, simply friendship, but is also mm. happy to just be Tony's friends. Because that's the other thing. Rodney's such a good friend. There's sure. this great uh, Rodney was the character that really like sort of crystallized for me the sort of doubleness of the tone that it's supposed to be like ridiculous and sincere because mm -hmm. Rodney's voice sounds probably oh the most God. silly of all of them. He's like, Ooh, well, doo, doo, doo. like he, it's well, yeah, the, cause it's the, like the one that uh, sounds the most performative. Yeah. It's like a 12 year old boy, the voice of Tony Hawk also, but just like, Oh, make my voice different, uh, deep to sound different. <laughs> um, although once they're older, it's they're voiced by the creators, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's different. Um, but Rodney, uh, has this line where I forget. Tony says something mean to him after they reunite, uh, and Tony's gone pro, I forget what it is exactly, but he's like, mm -hmm. uh, you're just mad because, you know, I left. 
And then Rodney's like, yeah, I'm upset. You know, it, it sucks that you, you left. And there's just something uh-huh. so, you know, that, that plucked a heartstring, man. I was like, damn, sure. dude. That, there's something that, very like, honest about like yeah, someone like, being like, like, you're just yes. mad at me because I left. It's like, yeah, you're yeah, right. I'm, yeah, I'm really, upset. You I, you know, you I miss that. you. And, and just like being honest about how he feels about that, mm. where that, that was one of the moments where I was like, okay, yeah, this is supposed to be, you know, both, uh, an, an actual sort of like story about, um, you know, a friendship, uh, and a ship post. Yeah. And I think uh, it's, it's mostly successful in each regard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what was your, what was your favorite, uh, musical number? Okay. A- I don't know if it was my favorite, but I'm going to say this one just cause I have something to say about it. So All right. I forget what it's called, but the one where Satan is, or sorry, excuse me, Activision Activision is uh-huh. spelling out the terms of his devil's bargain. Sure. Um, the, it was driving me insane because I recognized the song or like uh-huh. the, the musical track that was playing in the background. Uh-huh. It's like this weird, uh, sort of like, it sounds like French to me, like, uh, yeah uh, and and the reason it sounds french to me is because i realize there's this uh cooking show that i watch on youtube and they have a recipe wow. for french onion soup that i will watch as in lieu of reading directions whenever i'm making french onion soup it's just very straightforward and the song is playing in the background and i was like pulling my hair out about this i was like where have i heard this freaking song and it turns out from this French man teaching you how to make French onion soup on YouTube. Incredible. Uh, yeah. I'm going to find the so. name of that song because it, it was in the credits. I remember seeing it. It's something about Paris. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Which, which was very, it was very, it somehow kind of worked for, um, I mean, it definitely sounds French in a way that didn't quite match the theme. Like what Activision. Oh, was Activision uh, a French company? Oh my I god! Think I think so. Activision I think... is a French company. No, Ub- Ubisoft is the French. Ah, one. that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, yeah. that would be that would be real. Works on two levels. Uh, Miss uh-huh. missed opportunity there, guys. Um, All right, no, just are you ready for the name of this track, Jordan? Yes, I'm ready. Called "Jazz in Paris" by Media Right Productions. Okay, uh, that makes sense. <laughs> um, you can find it and watch it <laughs> in your free time. And yes, that that's something I'll do. <laughs> Um, but tonally it, it did sort of work for, for the devil song because on the one hand it's got like an upbeat rhythm, like sure. kind of a here we, you know, here we go rhythm. Uh, but yeah. then, uh, it's got a bit of a minor key going on that yeah. makes it sound a little like, Ooh, there's something a little dastardly. Yeah. Something is at work here. Yeah. It's got, it's got a little bit of like that smooth to the point of being like suspicious, you know? Like, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. I think you're real sly. That's the, yeah, the, the devil's or, uh, excuse me, Activision is sort of played as like this very sort of tricksy character. Um, <laughs> I guess, should we, should we talk about the plot more? We, we, we haven't talked about the, the sort of, uh, incident that, uh, makes Tony sort of like determined to oh, become to a be legendary skater beyond sort of his basic <sighs> enjoyment of skating is that his, uh, his dad dies in a car accident uh, and, and I think it's implied that it's caused by, by Tony and yeah, Tony and Rodney yeah. skateboarding around and causing cars to swerve. Because the, when you're when yeah, because I mean, just the logic of the scene is in one of the early music numbers, you're skating with Rodney and a car swerves and almost hits you, and then you hear a loud crash. 
And then yeah. at the end of that, your mom uh, calls you on your enormous cell phone that's like, you know, size of a brick. Sure. Um, which, side note, the sound for the phone is <laughs> someone saying, yeah. ring, Sing ring, it's your phone, about- pick me up. <laughs> I remember having ringtones like that. Although I don't think in, in 1980, first of all, I don't even think brick cell phones were a thing yet. Maybe car phones were a thing, but I don't think yeah. cell phones were. Yeah. I don't think brick cell phones. And also they certainly didn't have customizable ringtones. <laughs> no, I, I do know that in, in, um, American psycho, I think there's a car phone, but that might be the end of the eighties. So yeah, I think even certainly a cell phone is anachronistic, but you know, uh, huh. I don't it's think fine. this game has a commitment to realism. Um, no, it doesn't. <laughs> um, yeah, but so then his mom's like, uh, your father has died. And he responds with, no, in this sort of like. Yeah. It, that was one moment where it, it felt more goofy than sincere. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so your 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 dad dies and then you find out that the reason he was in a wheelchair is because he was a skateboarder and tried the 900, which like it's uh, this is like assuming that your dad hasn't been skateboarding your whole childhood, which like I had the skateboard even been invented, you know, in 1968, maybe barely. I certainly don't think That's it was a like question. a consumer product at that point. Uh, and certainly I doubt anyone was trying 900s on it. I mean, I think even in, when the game, like the early part of the game takes place in 1980, I, I, I don't even know if like skate parks were a thing yet. Uh, they, I guess they might have been, uh, but they were definitely like, it was definitely early times for uh, for skateboarding, for sure. I know it was kind of like the yeah. Genesis was more in like the yeah, 70s. Yeah, because they like start skating in pools and stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. Or that's the, the sort of mythology of it. I guess I don't know how true that actually is. I just looked it up. Skateboarding started in California in the 50s. Uh, but the wow. first skateboards right. were made from roller skates that were just attached to a board. Sure, sure. I guess well, I wonder when, like, the first, like, uh, consumer, like, we have made a product that is a skateboard happened. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, anyway, your your dad died at trying the 900, so then it's like, all right, now Tony Hawk, his sole goal in life is to land the 900. Uh and then the game inexplicably skips forward 19 years or how long was it? Yeah. 19 years to 1999, uh, which is when uh, Tony Hawk actually did uh, pull off the 900 for the first time mm. at the X games. Uh, but then in this game, of course you, you encounter Rodney and have that sort of uh, reu- reunited moment that we talked about before where Tony sort of doubles down on, having sold his soul to Activision to become <laughs> the most legendary skater of all time and then gets on the world's biggest half pipe and then has this sort of like, uh, I think it's implied that the the character dies uh, and is just sort of like having this weird out of body experience on, on their way. Oh, out is of it being implied alive. that he died? I guess that makes sense. Cause why else? I mean, that was being tormented for all eternity by act of Yeah. Well, I guess, I guess, uh, yeah, it is explicitly, uh, he doesn't die. It's that he, he would, he would have died, but cannot die. Yes. And so therefore, he lives forever in the video game. Yeah. And there's actually like a moment where Activision breaks the fourth wall and is all like, I'm talking to you, you player. Yeah. Think about the price of becoming a legend. And then he's uh, like, play the game again. And Tony starts screaming in protest, like, don't do it. It's not worth it. And that's, yeah. that's like the, the sort of like, 
th- that's the existential terror, you know, that like uh, Tony sure. Tony truly regrets his decision, but now he's trapped forever, doomed to, to relive yeah. his mistakes for all eternity. Yeah, doomed um, to skate in a circle up and down that road, singing that weird song. Because so if creepy. you if you go back to the main menu and play again, it's just like Tony singing this like. Singing this song about having Super existential dread for being trapped forever. And he's like, get out of my head. Yeah. yeah. Actually, actually quite creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's dark. Uh, um, and it just loops. I mean, as far as I know, I, I got like one and a half ways, uh, like runs through and I was like, all right, I don't think there's, I believe uh, it does. I got through two full and it, it did do a third. So, uh, I, there you go. I'm pretty sure that, you know, three, if something happens three times, it may as well happen infinite times. Well, uh, did you have anything else you wanted to say about uh, um, this game? I'm looking through my notes really quick. Um, oh, I just wanted to. So we we have been talking more about the the uh, sincere than the uh, shitpost side of this, even though we've we've stressed that this is both. But I just wanted uh-huh. to share a couple moments that it had me laughing out loud. Um, <coughs> there's the moment when uh, he's talking to his mom after. Uh, you know, the, it's the the three weeks after his dad's died, and he's sort of like processing it. And his mom's like, you know, I can talk. Uh, and then she she tells him that, that uh, his dad was a skater, and then he responds with, "Wait, my dad was a skater." And then she's like, "That's what I just said." <laughs> and something about that, just in the middle of this, like this like heartbreaking discussion between a, a mother and uh-huh. son about this dead father just sure. like had me laughing. Yeah. Um, it, uh, uh, it reminded me, it felt like a, a little bit of poking fun at like metal gear solid or something where snake just parrots back everything that he's told oh, he has to sure. do or every, every <laughs> concept that is new in just the number of times he goes metal gear. <laughs> yes this game turns out it's mocking uh all of video games yeah. from that era not just tony hawk's pro skater yeah oh uh, actually one other it, note was something i meant to ask you about so in okay. the in the description or the reflection it says something about pro dater it's uh, like a, tony hawk's is, pro dater is that a real i did what was yeah it talking i about? think i think that was a another sort of like uh just indie game uh that was a parody of tony of tony hawk's pro skater uh wow i can't even google it because google's just like didn't you mean tony hawk's pro skater i did successfully uh google it yeah Tony Um, Hawk's. it's a twine game it was from Ah, a few years ago classic (laughs) a twine game about being ineffectual at relationships and having the wrong skills for the right job (laughs) <laughs> wow you, this first line it, this already seems very good you ready it says you are pro skater your grace unrivaled your momentum unstoppable your shirt emblazoned with praise of jolty slush ellipses your relationships tenuous uh so oh, yeah and then apparently it says, there's these issues there. can be worked through compromised hearts can be mended what do you want to do and then the first action is do a kick flip. do a kick flip <laughs> Well, maybe we'll play that for another episode. Uh, classic. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, I don't have anything else to say about this game. If you don't, then uh, why don't we tell the people what we're going to do for next week? Uh, yes, indeed. So um, 
Next week, we're going to be playing uh, or revisiting a game that we played um, in a previous episode uh, of the podcast um, uh, by the name of Shady Night. So you may remember, those of you who are longtime listeners, uh, Shady Night was a first-person, like, uh, action... Sword combat. Combat melee sort of game. And it was, like, not even a demo. It was, like, a proof of concept. I think Uh, it was a game jam game, so it was really short. Yeah. It was super short, uh, but we we loved it. It was really well um, well done, and um, uh, the creator has now released a demo for a full version of the game. Uh, the full version will come out a little bit later, but we wanted to play the demo because it looks kind of badass, uh, and looks the art amazing. looks so good. Um, uh, to say nothing of the combat, which looks incredible. So yeah, it was, so this is, this demo was part of the steam game festival, which, mm-hmm. uh, is now over, but the demo is still available. By the time you're hearing us, the, it'll only be available for like two days. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, go find it on steam. Uh, just shady as soon as you hear night. This, yeah. Uh, night is spelled like, uh, you know, a knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, download it's and check it out. Alexi, it's, also known as Captain uh, Captain Sai. Captain Sai, um, yeah. yeah. I've actually been keeping up with this game since we played that uh, original uh, demo. Uh, the the developer posts uh, probably like once a week a gameplay video of the new features, and it has continued to look really impressive and has had a bunch of features added. It look it just looks fun as hell. Uh, so yeah. I'm really excited. It, to it looks like so. We, one of the things we talked about when we originally played it was how hard it is to get uh, first person melee combat right, and how impressed we were at how well this game managed to do. Um, and it looks like it's only improved. So yeah, uh, very very excited to play that. So we will be playing Shady Night next week. If you want to listen to our conversation about that uh, and get updates on that episode uh, when we release it, you should follow us on Twitter at edgeguardcast that is where we um tweet out all the up, uh, updates for the podcast new episode links to the games we play as well as uh the uh, twitter handles for the creators of the game of those games uh if provided they have one so if that's the kind of information you want you should follow us there and then um if you also if you have ideas uh, or recommendations for games you'd like to see us play for the podcast that you think would be a good fit Uh, that's where you can shout those out to us uh, as well. We're always looking for games to play. We do an episode every week, so that creates uh, quite the demand for for games. So um, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Follow us at EdgeGuardCast. We'll play Shady Night next week, and we'll talk to you then. Mm